It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking... But I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! I'm up early and out walking along the river, the River Usk, serenaded by wrens and lots of other birds out here. Chiff-chaff in the background, robins. And it's cool, actually, after many days of dry, blue skies, hot sun. It's a cool morning, overcast, but that hasn't stopped the birds. And spring is really burgeoning now. And I heard a black cap this morning on the walk down here. The willows are bursting into leaf and the hedgerows are full of blackthorn blossom. But being by the river reminds me of a really wonderful trip that I had recently with great friend angler and naturalist Kevin Parr fishing on a little river down in Somerset and this is part two where the adventure continues there's a grey wagtail just heading over right over my head where we just enjoyed a blissful afternoon so good that I had to make it two parts my name is Fergus Collins and I'm the host of the podcast which is the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine And we're right at the very end of this season, Voices of the Countryside, and Kevin is our voice of the angler. So, and I'm I'm very pleased to say that Kev joins us in this podcast studio at the end of this adventure with a regular podcast team of Jack and Hannah. We chat over various things that we've done this spring and look forward to our next season, which is all about wild Britain and capturing the wonders of nature. But for now, let me leave you by the riverbank in the capable hands of Kevin Parr. So where, where, where are we now? We are on the Parrot. Um, the parrot. So where the, we were on the Isle, the Isles now join the River Parrot. It's a very different character here. It is, yeah. Bigger, it, bigger river. It is. Um, it's got the Isle in it. Yes, oh, I see what you mean, yes, yes. It's, so, it's gathered up the Isle as a tributary. And it's very slightly tidal here. Is it? So now we're a long way from from the sea. It does rise and fall, does it? Or? Yeah, but 
Not, it depends how much water's in the river. It wouldn't at the moment. So you've popped a big worm on the end of it. Different floats. Yeah. Worm. We're not, we're not using maggots. So I'm going to use maggots as, to sort of as to bait the, up. Yeah. It's an attractor. It's a lovely spot. Oh. Is that just touching the bottom now? I see. So the float drops below the surface when you're on the bottom. Yeah, it's just dragging. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. That's the hook. Oh, you've hooked a sh... <laughs> Brilliant. So what we've caught, Kev's actually caught a, a huge swan mussel, empty swan mussel shell. So <laughs> That's quite brilliant. What a treasure, actually. I might take that home. Let's a lump. You can catch some interesting things here. Yeah. Um, I caught a skeffalite. Actually, last time I fished a skeffalite, both caught um, the inner tube from a bicycle tyre. Oh. We had one each. Oh, that's useful. So yeah. You just need to get the rest of the bike. And might yeah, like triggers I'm, broom. I'm, yeah. I imagine it's down there as well. Yeah. This is, and you call this the stretch? The asylum. So. That's skeft. Skeft's name. Um, because it tends to get... It's a public car park. Oh, I see. So um, it's, it's busy and... It's very bonkers. busy. You get some interesting characters. <laughs> right. And so here we're aiming for perch. Yeah, we are. And there are some very good perch here. I love the fact you know that they're here. Is that... It's just, it's just beginning to calm down here in terms of... The wind's wind, dropped, yeah. which is quite nice. No, it's a signal. And this can be a fantastic spot for... Um, I think I've got another swan mussel, you know. Oh, no. It's a stick. It's oh. a stick. Look it's been well. an interesting collection. I'll keep a collection of your... Uh, yeah. Asylum finds. <laughs> so it's a wand. Yeah. It's the elder wand. From... <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. Voldemort's been missing that. <laughs> That's a big scattering to get the fish interested. So it's just a question of, at the moment, you and Skeff are just... Searching out searching. where they are. And a bit of cloud's quite handy. Oh, good, OK. So we're getting slightly better conditions. Conditions are getting much better. Oh, I like the uh, positivity is just it, oozing out. It's uh, it's going to happen. We'll yeah. get a two-pounder. Maybe. <laughs> and Ali will get a big pike. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the big pike. I've, I'm feeling that's going to happen. I think it will, actually. And a two-pound perch makes quite a, a strike. It's pretty entertaining. But the bites can be incredibly um, subtle as well. Surprisingly so, you'd think a sort of big, aggressive predatory fish. They'd um, wallop the float down, but often it's quite a... Do they gently hoover the worm in? They generally... They, they, Engulf. They've got big mouths, and they yeah. sort of it's this big gulp. Um, you often just see a sharp dunk, and then if they then take the bait, you'll see the float slip away. Um, whereas they can sometimes spit it straight back out and then disappear. 
with the river low like this, they're likely to be a bit more finicky. Really? They yeah. Don't, they don't, uh... The amazing thing here is about an amazing thing with perch is that they do just switch on. They, yeah. they will sit and stare at a bait for two hours and then <laughs> suddenly something stirs, something clicks and they, they'll but, take it. And then, and then you're in for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's quite short, sometimes it'll be a half hour sort of feeding frenzy and you can't get a bait in the water quick enough. Um, and other times, yeah, they'll feed a bit longer. Oh, that was a bite. Oh, that's a crashing. It's also the experience of knowing what to bite and what to drag and what to... Yes, it took half the worm. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so... But that could be a small fish. Patience is an enormous part of this. I know, know it's always a bit of a cliche with fishing, but it's um, yes, it's, huge. It's, it's, so, and just um, I think yeah, learning to not worry. It doesn't matter if you don't catch something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think it's for me. It became a bit of a matter of pride sometimes as a dad trying to kind of convince my son to. Like, why can't I yes. have anything to take an interest in this? But there are a lot of subtleties involved. There really are. But I think as well that when you're younger and fishing, you need that action. You just need to know that it can happen. Yeah. And then um, you're happier to wait. One of those lovely winter walk things where you get a chip. Look at that. Oh, another stick. Okay, this is uh, a wand. It is, it's a bit big, but I think that's. Um, it could be a Oh, true, yes. get a different perspective on the world sitting here by the river. Yeah. Taking your time. People drift by and talk to you. And having that purpose again, time takes a completely yeah. different yeah. meaning. I think also, because the river is busy and doing its thing, it feels like someone else is working. So you're kind of it's not like sort of just sitting in a Wildflower meadow, and you know, it feels like there's action. Yeah. So your yeah. mind is occupied enough to. Definitely, I think also it's, it's the movement of the water. It's the fact that it's uh, you know it's always moving. It's always taking quite, a step. Quite mesmeric, yeah. Mm, and going in a different direction to the one you're in. Yeah. I quite like that. This is the philosophy. For the philosophical part of the day, is yeah, when you're not catching anything, <laughs> you try and convince yourself it doesn't matter because all these other wonderful yeah. things are happening through our minds. <laughs> but it's true too. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. I think I'm, all humans are drawn to water. Mm. I think it might be worth just trying up by those stanchions. Oh, right by the bridge. Itself. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit snaggy up there, but it's worth a risk, I think. Okay. Just to... Um, That's where, where some of the, the perch may be lying up. Yeah, just because it's low, 
Yeah. Um, they're more to be in cover, so they could be on. I mean, that far back looks very good. I see that. But um, we'll see that. It's behind those stumps, it might be worth a go. Right. So now we're right by the bridge. And the perch will be ambushing what other little fish? Yeah. And is that what they mostly eat? That's what they, yeah. They are. Yeah, the perch will eat sort of um, anything smaller than themselves, really. They're not too fussy. I think one of the rod was the biggest I've had um, today. But, uh, nice to catch rod, though. Lovely a, to catch rod, absolutely. We used to have a shoal of them in our pot, pond as kids, and uh, Did they you? would spawn like crazy, so we would release them into the village horse pond. Oh, brilliant. Probably still a shoal of rod in the descendants of. So that would have been? Well, oh, 70s, 76, 77. Yeah. And what village was that? The Castle Carey. That was yeah, OK. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about the introductions of rod locally. Fantastic. No, <laughs> superb. I mean, there could be people who fish it. And... Yeah, well, it's the River Carey flows into the... Um, into that horse pond, so yeah. but we didn't know any better in the mid 70s. I could, no one did. <laughs> and I said, and he went, You knew that this job was going to be I'd love to know more about that conversation, yeah. But, uh, alas, like the perch, it will slip away, just pass it, snip it, yeah. Thing about where I'm sitting is I can also watch Skeff as well. So yeah. Two swims on the go and, uh, and also Ali. So this is this is prime spot. And there's some graffiti to read on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yes. Yeah, I probably won't read it out. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, I don't think that needs reading out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think libel laws are probably. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely mid-afternoon now. It is. It's almost cake time, actually. Well, that's a, was that a hint? <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'll go and get it in a minute. I'll, I'll get it. Some cake. We may as well have a cake. Full cake. We could, oh, we could wait till Ali's back. Yeah. When he brings us a pike, he's around back. Yeah. Yeah. So when we arrived, you saw a pike strike. Which yeah. what did it look, look like? Yeah. I mean, it look you'll like? see the scatter of fish, mainly it's over in that area. Um, so just a sudden far bank, there's sort of tangles of uh, well, I suppose it's willows, it's willow and, and, yeah, and there's a lot of um, matted sort of weed from the floods and things, yeah. So that would be a good pike, it's very good pike territory, and they'll sort of, yeah, far into the small shoals of fish. There's lots of bleak through here. And then they'll spray out the water. And that'll sort of happen more and more as, like, ah, Skeff's not in. But he had something. Was that a bite? Okay, so that's promising. A proper perch bite. Ah, uh, it's because I baited it up for him. <laughs> So 
so you think as the light falls, it's going to get easier for Ali to... Yeah, as the light goes, it's, the river just comes alive. It's amazing. Oh, right, well, we'll definitely hang around for, mm. for that bit. And it's just the love. It's, the intensity is so great. We will need cake, obviously. But, yeah, uh, for energy. Shouldn't there's no one serving tea here, because that would be the... Oh, no, the see ideal, but maybe, uh, maybe I could okay. go on a scouting mission for some tea. No luck, Ali. Anything happening over there? Not a touch. No. Try a little bit bright. A bit bright, okay. Yeah. It's like Captain Ahab. It's <laughs> got into a sort of. It's, it's out there. It, it, I mean, the fishing definitely taps into a primeval hunting instinct. Yeah, that's There's it. definitely that element about it. That's a good point because we've been talking a lot about the. Um, Philosophical. philosophical escapism the yeah. sitting by the riverbank but actually we haven't touched on the it's thrilling and, and I think it. actually we did we sort of briefly spoke about the cruelty the, the sort of um, the ethical aspect and that's one thing when sort of justifying or, or reasoning why I fish it is there is that inside hunting instinct that that I it doesn't apply elsewhere. I'm not. I've never been. You know, shooting's never appealed. Hunting's never appealed. But I can't deny the fact that I want to catch fish yeah, as a pike. Yeah. Right. That's quite active. Okay. So. I've I've never tried to have those philosophical arguments in that sense. So for me, I don't think. I don't think if I was pushed, I could justify to someone who thought fishing was cruel the fact that I fish. Yeah. But I do think that the benefits fishing brings, or the benefits it's brought me and my family, far outweigh the negative side of it. Yes, yeah. So it takes us out into... Yeah, I was, God, six when I first went fishing. And going fishing and the places it took me led to me developing a, uh, a career in conservation. So all the nature conservation work I've done through the National Trust, through the Rivers Authority when I worked for NRA, when I worked for them... Um, on my own Lake Ashmead, none of that would have happened if I hadn't actually gone out into the countryside with a fishing rod as a young lad. Yeah. That was the inspiration of it all. And, um, yeah, that's, that's Alistair casting his lure right, over towards okay, them. Yeah. He's, I think he saw that pike move and uh, he's uh, having oh, a Oh, there go. he is. I was trying to work out where he... <coughs> I think as well, not wishing to um, blow smoke up somewhere, um, but it it's also gives you such a unique perspective um, it, I think yeah. you're, you're, you've got such a balanced attitude to everything um, because you can understand you know as with the otters I mean you yes, yes. that was interesting uh, to hear your, your thoughts on otters so uh, that's such a good point and I think it's really forgotten in a lot of these arguments about uh, I guess fishing isn't under quite the same microscope as some other uh, sort of field sports. But, no. Um, that it does bring you, it does engender a love and understanding of the natural world, which can have a huge knock-on benefit. For yeah, massive. Wider. I think that's right. And even to the extent that I was, you know, saying earlier that Alistair was, you know, from the age of twelve through to about fifteen, he was welded to his Xbox and to a screen mm. in his bedroom, which can't be healthy. And uh, 
he came down here, caught a few fish, and suddenly you know, the Xbox was gathering dust. And all he wants to do is be down here in the open air, trying to trying to catch <coughs> fish. And the the thrill of catching a fish, that excitement of, of working out how to present your bait, the excitement of the bite, and then the excitement of playing and landing and touching a fish and returning it. They're all the same sort of thrills, I suppose, as a young person you get shooting someone on an Xbox. It's that yeah. instant gratification, the excitement's there. But at the same time, it's taking you out into an environment that, um, yeah, it's truly beautiful. And you, you yeah. see nature, you touch it firsthand. And uh, that gives you a respect for the environment, which you, you, you don't get if you're sat in front of a computer screen at home. I think that's, that's yeah, wonderful. Absolutely. That's worth its weight in gold, it really is. Um, Computer fishing games are very popular. <laughs> and I've never understood it. No, I, 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 I downloaded one and I, I was bored within like five minutes. Yeah. Like, why would you? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't Caught last a lot of fish, though, than... mind. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't last more than two seconds on a computer fishing game, but I could sit here all day for hours without catching a fish. Yeah. Um, just knowing there's that, that chance that yeah. the float might just duck and... Uh, yeah, you know the, the the fish of your dreams might be on the end. But the thing I do I do think there are people who are just naturally drawn to fishing. Oh, Kev, I'm on the maggot, so it's no great surprise. Oh, oh. and you lost it. <laughs> I get my word. Oh, so Kev's fishing now with with maggots again. So this just is, to, we're going to get some small fish. Just to prove there are some fish in here. Yeah. Well, your small fish hopes to attract the perch that I'm after. That's a good. And then we can get Fergus on another go. <laughs> yeah. And catch some really small fish. Yeah, it can work quite well actually because I'll feed maggot and then if you're catching smaller fish. Um, they splash around. They um, they can attract the bigger fish. Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so we could. This is a virtuous circle of. Yes, teamwork. That yeah. way, if Skeff Court catches a big perch, I can claim half. Of you it, can claim so. some of it. Yeah. <laughs> so so two and a half pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're in this time. If it gets no, it came no, off. Oh. But um, yeah, if, if Skeff got a two and a half pounder, I'd claim the two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair, isn't it? I, I'm sure that's fair. Yeah. Well, probably a half a pound will be the maggots that has been fed. As yeah, well. <laughs> that's another yeah benefit. It'd be nice to. I did promise six species as well of fish. So well, I need three. So I've three. Oh. I've got a rough. Is it a, it's a it's rough? A rough. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, this is a first for me, seeing a rough... And these are related fish. to perch and they're very similar. Yeah, shall I pop it back for you? Yeah, but you can see... Oh, okay, so mottled, a little spiny oh, dorsal fin Beautiful. Like oh, that's a curious little fish, isn't he? And they don't grow particularly big. Five ounces is the record, Right, I so I think you're just under the record. <laughs> just not quite, but look at that tail with the oh, little... Oh, it's so mottled. It's mostly speckles. green. Yeah. Uh, olivey kind of green. I'm going to handle the rough... It's surprisingly smooth. Yes, for a, for a rough. It's also called a pope or something. Yes, like that's that. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wonder why it's called a pope. Back you go, and off he goes. Away. And away. So there we go. That's species 
now we're, now we're getting somewhere. We're all four for ourselves. Oh. So there was yeah. something moving over there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ali, there's some cake there. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not for you. I was just it's telling you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the area. In fact, you want me to? Okay. Just... Let's swap. All right. Oh, that's a little bite and a little bite. Again, it's quite tricky to see the bites because yeah, there's a bit the chop bobbing, on the bobbing. Yeah, chop on the water and and the breeze is just pulling the float slightly out of position. It's worth just bringing. Oh, yeah. go on! Yeah, that was a bite. I'll just toss it out again. Yeah, isn't it on there? Isn't there something? Right. And then get the float right up near the rod. Okay. That's it. So, and then oh. sort of almost swing it out underarm. That's it. A bit, for, a bit far down. Oh, it's a little bit, yeah, but that kid, there might be a fish there. But it's just sort of um, let the, there's a lot of weight on the line. So if you sort of yeah, lie on that just to, for the momentum, so you almost swing it in and then just yeah. swing it out. I see. I think there was a tangle. Okay? It might have come. It might have undone itself. So maybe give it a moment. Okay. Yeah, it's a bite. Ah, damn it. I think I sort of just need to practice. A bit. It's all. It's it's all. It's about yeah. is practice. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Hey, you've got a fish. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's a silver bream. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, there we go. That's the first repeat. So that was one of the great inept casts of <laughs> modern... Or was it, was it just, you know, divine intervention that if you dropped a... Silver bream. So that's a beautiful little... I mean, they're like, I said, the sort of blades <gasps> of chrome. There. Oh, isn't it beautiful? And there's oh, that turquoisey... Oh, it's the most beautiful colour on the upper. Amazing. And a lovely sharpness to the tail. That's a lovely little fish. And the eyes, which Ooh. are huge. Huge eyes. Green. There we go, so that's the fifth species. And they're quite unusual as well. They're, they're common on this river, but Ooh. you often don't see them. Handy that one. Yeah. Thank you. Are you going to fish on? Yes, yes. I've got to just keep practicing the casting. I think that's my. You can take whatever you want from fishing, really. You can sit with. You can sort of get bites steadily, or you can sit it out for a for a whopper. Oh, nice little bite! And again, so it's evening now. We've been fishing all afternoon and caught quite a few relatively small fish. Rough, rough, rough yeah, rough. Kev's had seven rough, and then a very well, the, a big, the biggest perch of the day. But we've also been offered some advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One of my favourite moments of all podcasting has been someone coming up and telling these long-time experts that it's easy if you know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, so, in fairness, we weren't really demonstrating. I, I think no, the no, I think they had a fair point, personally. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it was uh, it was great. It was definitely grandmothers and eggs were yeah, were for, mentioned. Yeah. Um, but, but this is the sort of time of day you think that uh, this is absolutely as it clouds over yeah and the light drops you can yeah. see the light levels you can almost see in the surface of the water 
just the, the, the way the light's breaking. Yeah. So you're not going to get the penetration down through the water layers. So the fish don't feel as exposed then? No, exactly. And perch are ambush predators, so they'll they start to move as the light goes. To sort of, so they they can sometimes feed like mad as it is in that last sort of half hour. So we, now's the time, hopefully. Now's the time we're going to see some action. Right, well, I'm poised and ready for to capture this for the benefit of all our tens of thousands of listeners around the world. Exactly. <laughs> Who are. And you should mention your brace of silver bream. Brace of silver bream, yeah, well, yes, yeah, silver bream. Is, and one that dropped off, so it would have been three. But, yeah. But uh, I'm not allowed to count that. No, no. According you... to... <laughs> I think it's a very local angling tradition. <laughs> In Wales, we would count that. Um, yeah, three silver brooms. Oh, which is impressive. So I, I've probably I've caught more coarse fish today than I've probably caught in the last ten years. Really? Yeah, I just haven't done very much of it. So, as you can tell, <laughs> <laughs> you've done all right. Oh. There seems to be some bites happening now. Yeah, it's, it's, things are starting to happen. I just had yeah, another okay. bite. Right. Is this a good time for pike as well? Or? Uh, yes, yeah, for the same reason. Uh, okay. It's the light level dropping, they're much more confident. Right. A confident pike is something to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's the shy <laughs> retiring ones. That you can't <laughs> yeah. Have to, you don't really want to. It's also the time when you might see an otter here. Really just passing through or just. So they often hunt off that far bank. Really? Okay. Yeah. Very exciting. often use the willow scrub opposite as a day halt. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Morning and evening. I was yeah. fishing. You used to have to get down on the far side of the bridge and sit and dangle your legs over the bank and fish. And I was there a couple of years ago. And an otter came up the margins of the river yeah. and put its paws onto the toe of my Wellington boot to pull itself out of the river. Oh, really? It's and not it you were part of the bank. It was a big dog otter. It pulled itself up and it was almost sort of eye to eye with me before it realised it's a mistake. It dropped oh, back in again. Goodness, fantastic. It, it didn't panic, it just swam into the middle of the pool and sat there for about 10 minutes watching me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a. It's fantastic. A one off. Uh, I think that's it as well when you're fishing and another reason why we go you get these um, encounters that you just wouldn't get you could spend a lifetime and never get yeah yeah um, well essentially you're just staying still watching wildlife yeah and hope that some of the wildlife bites jumps. yes and, uh, <laughs> jumps on the line yeah definite different feel to the river all of a sudden isn't it yes you can really sense it Oh, there's a bite, but and this is—it's such a great time of day. It just become the intensity builds. It's so. Oh. Well, I can't go home now. You it's can't. Ridiculous. Of course, in this excitingly, Ali is now pike fishing here as well. So. Next wave of okay, yeah, yeah. entertainment. Yeah, 
advice. Advice, helpful advice. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I, I like the fact that, that the, the chap who offered the advice had, had said he, I think he's caught eight perch ever. Yeah. He said. Which is, um, I suppose I could make you an expert, I don't know. Uh, well, I think I've caught about five today. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should cast it over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's getting, yeah, reducing in size. I might have to see if Skeff's got a big lobworm. I, can I haven't. I've only got little redworms. Oh, have you? <laughs> Seems to have a sort of drag meat or something. Yeah, yeah this, this is the uh, fat exhaust and drop down suspension. <laughs> and then we're, uh, then we're in, it's the same in Abergavenny. They've had to close all the... Um, Supermarket car parks, which I think is a bit mean. Yeah, that's let, them have, let yeah. them have a bit of fun. Yeah, it doesn't. Donuts do donuts. So it's, it's like, why, why couldn't they just burn a bit of rubber around there? Yeah. A little bite. Yeah, I can see, yeah. Good thing about perch bites as well, you're not, you're almost waiting, you're giving it more time to develop. Suddenly suck it down or not suck it down. Ah. Where's the fat exhaust? Is that a fish? I, no. I think he's got another in a tube. Oh my goodness. I think a funny thing actually, which. Um, Great for audio. Yes. Welcome to car, car parks. This is a, a series, podcast series of car, <laughs> rural car parks of Somerset. And, uh... <laughs> There's nothing like a peaceful day's fishing. <laughs> no, that's uh, so good for the mental health. <laughs> I'm going to just quickly grab a jumper. Yeah, yeah it's, it's dropped five degrees. Kingfisher. It must be two kingfishers, I think. Sort of I've not caught kingfisher on podcast before. Ooh. Quite distinctive, sort of fluty call, isn't it? Slightly yeah. not not clear note. I can't see it, which is odd. Is it? Yeah. Just on the opposite side, there's some real rough willows and oh gosh. Bank side vegetation, pretty thick. It's where all the fish are as well, isn't it? It yeah, is, so without a doubt. Lovely. Apart from the rough, of course. Oh, yeah. You've caught all eight rough in this river. <laughs> it's hard to see them in the gloom, but they were flat, flitting around over there. Sort of, interesting. sort of bank over there might be quite good for yeah. kingfisher nests. They, they nest. There, do they? Yeah, okay, it looks yeah. ideal. Yeah. Where that 
um, branches coming down. Yeah, the I see. Yes, I can yeah. see. I can even see some sort of. I wonder if they're. Um... Oh yes, kingfisher low over the water. In this low light, they just without the bright light to catch on their wings, they look quite subdued. Lovely. Always a great thing to see. It's going to happen. We're going to get a two-pounder. <laughs> this is a great thing. You've been out since 10 o'clock this morning. So seven hours now. The optimism remains absolutely red hot. The optimism's built now. That's yeah, okay. the thing. So, so you, know that, you know from experience this is the time of day where... Yes. Bikes are coming, fish are moving. Dusk is falling. The witching got, hour. Got the church tower over in, uh, in Langport. Where there's, I don't know, there's Jack Dawes circling over. Oh, that noise was that, uh, bloke, that bloke down there has just hit your car. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's caught a Volvo. <laughs> I'm jealous, I'm in my cart. It was oh. making funny noises again on the way up. And yeah, I hate I hate it. I've had so many cars that make funny noise. Ooh. Pike strike. There were loads of so loads of small fish jumped out of the water there and there was a swirl. That's very exciting to It is. When they start going it, it's it can be fairly constant as well with the pike. Oh. And it's a lot of bleak over there. Ali is cast right over to where that green finches are singing away. Wheezing away. Yeah. Who was it who said the most vulgar of birds? The green finch? Yeah. <laughs> Might have been Gilbert White. I can't remember mm. though. I keep thinking the last time I thought of it, I thought I must look up who, who it actually was and I forgot. So I'll try and make myself do that later. Such a vulgar song. It is a bit, but I, I don't... That's that sort of... Yeah. And then got choo 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 choo. Yeah, and I think the trill. They've got quite a, a vocal range. Oh, I don't mind them. No, it's a good song. So. Every garden would have them. Yes, yeah, and as you say, when you don't hear it as much as you used to, it's just so it becomes nice more to of a hear. treat, yeah, it becomes a, a song thrush. Mm. Hey, what have we got up here? Oh, cormorants. Yeah. I thought for a minute. A crane. I, th I thought I heard a crane on the wind. Last, last time I fished here, there was a, a V of eight of them came over. Oh, OK, that would be a good... Uh... Across the moor that way. I we, should, we should have gone down forever. Uh, it would have been really cold down there, though. Where is it? The, the, is this the crane sort of roosting? Yeah, is it down near... Um, Oh, five head. Swell word. That's a very, um, oh, I don't West know. Mm. Yeah, uh, Allah is where they were released. Allah, the yeah, OK. Um, but they're spending a lot of time at the moment in some rough pasture about two miles downstream of here. Ah, uh, OK. 
doing quite a lot. Thank you. Skeff has got better. something. Ah, that is a bit better. Skeff's got a pounder. Pounder. So this is the biggest fish. I know it's probably about no, ten or twelve ounces. It's not a pound. It's about ten ounces. Ten ounces. Another beautiful perch. That's my that's best a, of the day. It's lovely. That's lovely. What a beautiful fish! Bright red fins with stripes down. It's. So dusk is falling, Kev, and we've caught probably about, I'd say, 15 to 20 fish today, yeah. of which those first two were massive and the, <laughs> the rest have been... It, uh, it tapered off a bit. Skeff's had a couple of... Very nice looking perch, yeah. Yeah, better one was not, not a pound, but getting on the way, but the perch just haven't really fed, and the river's very low. Yeah. Um, I'm liking all the fishermen's excuses. We've got coming plenty in of excuses. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter. It's been a, such a nice afternoon. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. I've enjoyed just being out in the, this amazing part of the world. Really lovely to meet you all. Yeah. Cheers, Sally. Good luck. Hope you, I hope just as I go, once Jonah goes, you'll be able to haul <laughs> in your whale. Um, but it's been an absolutely magical afternoon. And we'll do this again. Oh, without a doubt. For, uh, yeah, please come, come up to Langors. Yeah. Catch some, uh, catch some interesting or, or stuff. Or come up to the canal. I think that could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great, actually. I'll bring my, bring my boy. Definitely. Well, you're welcome any time. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So for me, that was the end of the day. A fantastic day with Kev, Skeff and his son, Ali. And I had a long journey home, had a two hour journey. So I, I cleared off only to arrive home to find a photo from Kev of this gigantic fish he'd caught right at the very end after everyone else had gone home, uh, which was incredibly disappointing to have missed. However, I'm not going to tell you about it because Kev has joined us in the studio along with podcast regulars Hannah and Jack. Uh, hello, all of you. Lovely to see you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, Kev, what was it you caught right at the end? I caught, I was very excited. And, and Skeff and Ali had gone by that point. Oh, really? You were on your, um, you were on your own sense, in the car yeah. park? 
and then and it was almost pitch black but there was just in because we were facing west so there was a little bit of reflection in the western sky that you could see on the surface of the water so I had my float in that and then I was contorting myself to sort of get that point where you could just make out this little smudge of float but it was almost like you know it's the only point that I could have seen it in the whole river and then suddenly it just went and I thought here we go oh this is something this is the perch that Skeff's been talking about this is the perch of a lifetime yeah but it wasn't it was a pike (laughs) <laughs> like you sound disappointed. It a, it, well, it was disappointing because for a minute, for a moment, I thought you know it was huge, and also I wasn't fishing for pike. So, <laughs> and poor Ali had been wheeling away all day, really valiantly with with that fly rod, and it seemed a bit of a shame that I catch one on a worm, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is bright and dark. But it was a lovely pike, and it looked very nice. And it, yeah, that, I mean, that was, I had to take use the flash to get that photo to send you. It's so dark. It was, you, you may be disappointed, but uh, it was kind of a, a, the hidden finale that we didn't capture on audio. But we'll hopefully come back and maybe get Ali out again to to see if he can catch us a pike for. D- definitely, right. definitely. Or we can fish for pike. It's not something I do very often, but. Well, that would be exciting. We can... Hannah said you said you'd come fishing if if Kev was involved. Yes. Not. Yay! So we'll, we'll have. <laughs> Seems like a reason to do it. <laughs> Uh, and you would you what would you fancy fishing for though? Some fish. Okay. <laughs> but pike, I mean, do they excite you? Or do you you know, just um They're they're quite frightening, aren't they? So I suppose so. They're quite primeval. And you don't actually getting bitten by a pike's not funny. Because <laughs> the teeth and it's just you just get the teeth like needle like and pointy backwards teeth, or they? they are, yeah. But, but the worst thing is they've well, there's some debate, but I'm pretty having bled for hours and hours from this tiny little nick. They've definitely got an anticoagulant. Oh, oh really? Gosh. So you, yeah, you just you get this slight little nick, and you think you, you don't even notice it, and then suddenly you're just gushing everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Pike bite. So yeah, maybe we'll, so we'll fish for something else. We'll fish for <laughs> we'll fish anything for with gills is fine. Tench, tench are nicer. They're a bit more stately. Yeah, yeah, sedate <laughs> yeah. fish. Yeah. And and summery fish. Okay, well that's good because it's the end of the um, fishing season now, isn't mm. it? We 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 were out fishing right yeah. at the very end of the season. So what do you do with yourself when you're not fishing? I know you love nature, oh, but um, is it like a? I do. I I really like that this time now. It's I start going out and looking for adders and just waiting for everything to appear. It's such an amazing time of year. Every day there's something new and there's a different bird you know, singing in the morning or someone singing even louder. And um, so I, I, it's just absorbing spring right now and the lengthening days. It's just oh, no time for fishing. No, well, that's that's <laughs> kind of a, rather convenient that it finishes on the 15th. Is it 15th of March? Then 14th, 14th of yeah, March. it's the final day. So you, uh, and then we've got, um, we're recording now right at the end of March. And I, I absolutely agree with you. We always have a segment on the podcast chat where we say what we've seen over the last week or so so maybe this is a while we're talking about spring maybe we should reveal what we've what we've spotted and and enjoyed over and as our guest kev you should go first okay (laughs) um i've been reptiling a lot because the weather's been amazing it's been um i mean absurdly warm but i went out last monday i think when um it was slightly cloudy I thought this this is a morning for for reptiles, so I went down to my local common and had a search, and I had just 
an epic morning. I found 10 adders, wow. which is the most I've ever seen there, and three grass snakes and nine slow worms and 24 common lizards. Oh, my goodness. Which was that's like, just amazing. That's probably that's my amazing. entire life's haul that you had in one day. <laughs> but it was great. I floated home. I, it was so nice. Oh, how wonderful. And seeing adders as well, because I know those adders for quite a while. Uh, for I know them well. I've known them for some of them for 10 years. So seeing a couple of familiar ones in different places to where they normally are, but recognising them. So, so. so now's a good time to go out and look for adders, is it? So what, what would your adder... T- I know we've we've... You have recorded a lovely podcast about adders mm. for us a year ago, but what was what was your tip for addering? Because I'd like to go and early morning find scrub scrubland. I mean, they're going to be on the move from about now, right. so it's they could be anywhere. But just look at look around edges, look at um, woodland edges and sort of scrubby edges, gorse and bracken, um, and south facing little. Um, you know, little areas where they can bask. If you start to think, you know, if you were cold blooded, you'd uh, need the sun and you'd need to curl up somewhere in the sun. You know, think think of a cat in a way. You know, when they a pet cat will find that spot where the sun creeps through the gap in the curtains. Um, you said if you think like that, you said they're on the move now. So is that they're heading off to find mates and and that sort of they thing? They should be, I, I, especially because they were coming out. You know, the weather we've had, it's been so warm. So the males generally come out earlier because they're a bit smaller. But they'll be getting, um, they'll be getting stirred by um, hormones <laughs> and looking for looking for a mate. And adders normally they they come out from their hibernacular and then um, where they spent the winter. And then they sort of build up the temperature and then they get stirred and then they'll go off and I think they mate before they'll even eat. That's their first instinct, which, you know. Yeah, yeah, well. And afterwards, you know, it's a pizza and a cigarette. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. absolute (laughs) ladders. (laughs) (laughs) With with the vol toppings. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then they'll settle down. The females will then go and they'll find somewhere they're going to spend the summer, um, which is the place that they're happy to then give birth, sort of um, August, probably. Um, and the males are just roam about being boys, just, um, you know, showing off. Um, Jack, Hannah, have you, what have you been up to? Seen any? I know you've both been in Bristol working hard. but uh... um, I think the peregrines might be following me. Ooh. Um I feel like I can't leave the house without seeing them. Just looking up in the sky, pairs all the time, wheeling about. Um, That's amazing. Which is a joy because I absolutely love seeing them. And you've been spotting the prey remains, haven't you? That was last week, yes. Yeah, okay. So yes. you're, that, you're becoming the sort of modern J.A. Baker of Bristol. Yeah, of I, the I think so. Hunting down peregrines or being hunted down by peregrines. Well, yeah, it's one of those things. That's cool. That's um, good. What have, you, what have you found? I mean, what prey? Um, last week there was um, a pigeon with its insides all outsides, um, which then got um, scavenged by some crows of some description, black ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's good ones. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Jack, have you been out in the allotment again or have you been just locked in the audio room? I did. Uh, I had a quick pop to the allotment, but I did this week at home get an early visit from the Easter Bunny. 
Oh, really? Uh, my house is quite close to a common, uh, sort of nature reserve bit. And I think this one's just got a bit brave. And uh, I was looking out the window the other day and went, what the, what the heck's that? And uh, there was a little rabbit bundling around the garden. Oh. Uh, I guess trying to find some eggs or something. <laughs> but, well, just delivering eggs, yeah. surely. Yeah. De- delivering, probably. I, I mean, I'm in for a bumper year this year yeah. by, the, oh. by the looks of it. You had hedgehogs last week, rabbits this week. It's, you're becoming our yeah. resident mammal, mammalian egg. I heard that that hedgehog recording was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. So it was, because the only time, I haven't heard one for years now, but I'm more used to this. You hear the snuffle, but not that sort of squeaky um, edge, which I just, I didn't know. I hadn't, I'd not heard it. That was so good. I'm it assuming it's, it's one of those things where their normal snuffle is like they're out and about, they don't care, they're just having a proper sniff round. And this was a bit more of a, like a, what's this then? A little, like, kind <laughs> it's of, quite urgent. Yeah. Mm. But with your current um, beard growth, it could have just been saying, Dad, Dad. Dad. <laughs> there is a high yes. chance of that, yeah. <laughs> the listeners, Jack, is, Jack has got a great a great beard. And uh, perhaps we'll put a It's few... all stuck up in spikes yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's mostly hedgehog. Uh, while we're on the subject of mammals, I have got a sighting, which I had on Saturday. I went down to the river, back to rivers. And I thought, I'll go down early in the morning because this is when the otters are busy. And I hadn't seen one for a long time, but there was one right at the moment I got to the river, there was one just like a log in the centre of the river, just lolling around, rolling around, diving down, popped up. He had a long eel, which he ate from head to tail, rather sort of joyously. Fantastic. And then he went down and he pulled up a little tiny, probably a bullhead, I think, or a stir- or a loach, and he gobbled that down too. And then I had probably 20 minutes watching him with the dog. Wow. He wasn't bothered at all. And um, just off off he popped. But once he decided to go, because when he went underwater, I could see the bubbling of his, his breath coming up. Yeah. It was really interesting because of plot where he was heading. I say he. Could easily have been a she. He just went under, and I could not trace where he was going or it was going, she was going. And uh, that was it. It was gone, and where it went, I don't know, because I scanned up and down the river, but no sign, so they're amazing. They are. That's an amazing, yeah, that's what great size. It's really wonderful. And I definitely, you see them sometimes, I've seen, watch the bubbles, and they know you're there, and then if you're watching, you can just see the nose coming up and just getting another sort of gulp of air, and then they'll move off somewhere else. And if you didn't know that there was a great big, you know, animal underneath. Sort yeah. of, yeah. It did look five, six. Really looked looked really big, and uh, they're big animals. They are, yeah. So they're thrilling. Really lumpy. That's a great song. Yeah, the black caps are singing. The primroses are out. There's a lot of stuff happening all of a sudden, as you said, Kev. It's so exciting. Every single day, there's something different, and I'm really noticing greenfinches this year. They are so thick on yeah. the ground. All this sadness that I, I... Jack's laughing because I bring up greenfinches a lot, but only because they've been put on the red list, and I, which is a, a signal of a serious decline of a common bird. But I, they're everywhere, singing in the garden, or down the street. Everyone's talking about them. Well, I say everyone's talking about them. I'm talking about them. Everyone I know is talking about them too. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> no, they are. They and they are everywhere. I agree, and and I, in fact, just. Um, I forgot because again I was going to look up 
who it was who described this song as vulgar, and I still haven't done it. Oh, well, but, which it, this is going to be an ongoing saga. Of be an on, I'll do it after this, and then you'll, I'll let you know okay. next week. That's the way. But no, that's exciting. That some because there's so many tales of things declining and disappearing. But that's really cool. And the siskins in the garden. So lots of lots of lovely things happening. And every single walk seems to be filled with you know first brimstone of the year or first bee fly of the year all these little yeah. signals um of of, of still wonderful nature out there so yeah had an orange tip on sunday oh orange tip butterfly, another early one which is nice yeah. yeah that's a brilliant one and but and also the blackthorn leaf is just gone mad in the last few days suddenly looking out now in the hedges the blackthorns just lush and green it looks oh, really because really nice. ours is still frothy mm. white here so i think just a few degrees north so that's it, it is so all we can say is encourage you to get out and uh and, and what are you hoping to what else are you hoping to see before before we before we end this lovely chat what else are you hoping to see this spring kev um i want to as you sort of mentally tick off the birds as they come mm. um i've not had a singing black cap yet so looking forward to that um, first swallow, I can't wait for. I want to get back up to um, the levels where you and Jack went last oh, year yes. yeah. um, for the sort of crazy um, soundscape that is, well, it's extraordinary. So I want to do that and I want to get some more reptiles in. And I just, yeah, I want time to slow down. That's the most important thing. Mm. How about you, uh, Hannah and Jack, are you... Um... You got any sort of things that you're desperate to see this year? I'm going to make more of an effort to spot things this year. I've spent the last two years in the countryside and everything sort of laid out for me. Um, now I'm in the city, it's much harder to spot the things. So it's about really looking this year for me. Brilliant. Jack, are you uh, gathering more mammals on the in the garden? Yeah, I, I, may, I, I would love. I would like to see a beaver. Ah, well, that could be. Mm. That could be. Uh, I know that we have a beaver podcast coming up with Annabelle going on the river in a canoe to look for beavers. Wow. So, um, it, well, well, let's try and arrange it. I think a beaver and a cuckoo would be a good two things to definitely capture. Well, look, lovely to have you on board, Kev, and I know that you're returning in our new season, Wild Britain. Uh, with a yes. very special episode. I won't give any more away apart from the fact that you're with a great old friend and it is, I've listened to it already. It's magic, pure delight all the way through. So that's something to look forward to. We'll be having lots of adventures looking for wild things, but that's not quite the end of this current season, Voices of the Countryside. We have one more episode, a lucky 13th, where we're meeting up with Emma Howard Boyd of the Environment Agency on Dartmoor to look at some of the big projects they're doing to prevent flooding and bring wildlife back to the moors. So one more to look out for. But for now, thank you, Kev. Lovely to see you. And you all. Brilliant to see you both, Jack and Hannah. And thank you very much for listening. Goodbye for now.